Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. Blue Wire. Three on the way! Yes! Paul George nails it! To the win! Welcome back, Dunks and Discourse, episode 19. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Unlike Kevin Durant, you and I are suiting up, we're getting it done. So, uh, Jabari, how's it going, man? Not bad, not bad at all. We're we, we firing out the blocks with Kevin Durant shade, okay. Yeah, man, I, I've, I've got energy this week. You know, I got, I got. we were talking about a pre-show, but I kind of got my Kawhi bounce this week. You know, I got, I got an award, I get to keep my job for next year, and, uh, you know, the sad note is a lot of, teachers and people in education in, in my province right now aren't going to get to do that because of a, of a tight government budget. But, uh, you know, getting to go back to my school, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a good week, man. I'm hot right now. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of stunned. Was it yesterday? It was either yesterday or the day before when you when you tweeted out, today's been a good day. And the funny thing is, anybody that listens to this show, anybody that follows you on Twitter, you don't tweet, you don't, you don't say things like that. So <laughs> I, I almost wanted to check on you, but yeah, no, it's good to hear. Congrats on the good news as well. Yeah, happy-go-lucky generic is definitely not my brand. No. Uh, happy, no, it, yeah. It, it kind of made me sick to my stomach, but I was <laughs> like, you know what? Let me be happy for him being happy. <laughs> you were like, you know what? I don't really don't really want to give this guy good vibes, but but he's due. You know? Yeah, pretty much. He's yeah. due. Uh, we, can't, uh, we can't always dunk on each other. No. There's, there's got to be some room. Yeah. Got to set up. Everybody gets tired. Uh, yeah, no. So, we, I mean, we got... We, we, we talked about Kevin Durant sitting out last week, as you reminded me, even though I kind of want to just make the show dunking and discoursing about Kevin Durant at times. <laughs> uh, um, but we got we got the Sean Serrania um, information. And, and this, is, this is the thing that kills me, man, is like everyone with half a brain knew damn well that Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan had a hand in pushing out Kenny Atkinson. Like... And then, of course, there's like the team sources. Oh, they, they, they didn't have any... You know, sway in decision. Mm-hmm. It was okayed with them, and like Nets fans want to die on this hill that they that they weren't involved. You know, Kenny was his time there was just over. People like you know, honestly, people like to you know whatever makes them feel better. They like to believe it. The reality is this: in any in any sport now, but it, it, we're talking about the NBA. In the NBA, big decisions like that are not made without can you know without going directly to the star player. In fact, oftentimes it's initiated in some way or another by the star player and and, and this is not I am not even going to you know I'm not even getting on them for it. I'm actually getting on them for not wanting it to be known. Where you like like you said anybody with half a brain, anybody that's been paying attention knows that you know th- that move would not be made with them in a playoff position with them you know c- you know still continuing to build with KD and Kyrie, you know, KD out the entire year, Kyrie out a majority of the year. You know, th- th- there was no real reason to let this guy go. So obviously they you know they were involved. Yeah, and it, it always irritated me. Um, it's just like sometimes, you know, fans are fans. Mm-hmm. But like some of the, like even still, even having done this, you know, even having been some sort of basketball discourse, interacting with fans on a daily basis for, for coming up on 10 years now, mm-hmm. I'm still sometimes blown <laughs> away by the hills they want to die on. Like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are already known. Like, it's not on the Nets. It's not on your franchise, guys. Like, it's not on your fans. It's not on your city. Both of these guys are known for being kind of difficult. So why are you going to bat so hard for this notion that there's, like, they were pure. They just kept their head down and they went to work. They had nothing to do with this front office decision. Like, why do you want to die on that hill? You, you want to know what I, I – this is, this is a guess. 
for some of them, I would bet that there were probably some that were hesitant to even go, you know, go in the direction of you know, bringing in the two stars, considering where they were last year. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't have gone there. I'm saying I saw that type, you know, that reaction, like people being a little bit hesitant, you know, whether it was Kevin Durant's injury, uh, Kyrie being just a mercurial individual, or whatever the case may be. There were those that did that. So then they had to get their, you know, they had to get their minds, you know, like you know, worked up in and 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 centered around the idea of okay, look. We're going in this direction you know basically forget you know forget all the grittiness from last year this is clearly where we're going only for it to just only for them both be out you know i i i'm so basically what i'm saying is it doesn't necessarily shock me you know the, the, you know whether they were on board initially or you know brought themselves to it it doesn't shock me to see people get defensive it's silly and from the outside looking in we are going to make fun of it and and laugh about it you know shout out you know shouts jamie um but you know it's not it's not all that shocking like yeah, for but, instance, if I say the words, it, "Hey, what's Luca doing being fat right now?" I guarantee that bugs you. <laughs> no, man, it's funny you, you won't get. I'm just not enough of a homer, man. I got you. My my response, you know, a, a buddy asked me about that before, and I was like, "If he's got to learn a lesson about staying in shape and putting like the season first while the season's on, mm. let it be this year while the Mavs are already ahead of schedule Absolutely. and it's like a total bonkers year." Like, I'm a pretty rational person. The rest of y'all, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, we're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple more things this next thing. Like, one, uh, shouts to at Lance underscore 972, Lance Robertson on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a listener, but he's <laughs> he, put out a, he put out a tweet. He was like a daily reminder that the Brooklyn Nets sacrificed great basketball culture for a 32-year-old Achilles-stricken superstar and a broken <laughs> shell of himself finals hero, both of whom won't participate in the NBA's return in July. Like, this is the thing, man. Like... If you're a Nets fan trying to tell me KD and Kyrie weren't 100% involved in the firing and, like, put, pushing their weight there, you're a dummy. But yeah. at the same time, like, you 100% make this bet. You made this bet on wash Paul Pierce and wash Kevin Garnett, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, Kevin Durant's a top, you know, 15 player ever. Kyrie is, you know, whatever. But to, you don't say no to that. Like, if you're not going to roll the dice on Kevin Durant... That you just don't get, don't sit at the table, man. Like, don't don't ask for the dice. Yeah, no, uh, it, you, you it know, can be I, both. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I yeah, I got love for Lance. He's a you know, really good follow as well. So I encourage everybody everybody to check him out if you're on Twitter. But the truth of the matter is that that's just circling back to dunk because the you, you, you of course you're right. You make that deal. You don't even think twice. Well, he, well, okay. Once you once you got the medicals in and you and your and your and your doctors are good with it, you don't even think twice. You know, so we, we we can't we can't go back after the fact and be like, oh, and they did a dumb move to you know to begin with because no, you know that 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 was the right move to make. Yeah, and, and like I, I'm glad this came out today, and I was happy to dunk on some Nets fans who were on their high horse. Mm-hmm. But this this isn't just Nets fan. Like, I, yeah, I don't know if I've ever said this on Dunks and Discourse, but I have a very strong belief that if you are a fan of a team, I'm just really not that interested in your opinion about your team. Like, I'd almost rather hear like a national person's like in terms of like writing a story about the team 100% like you have the details that really bring a story to life but like about like a guy standing or guys are always too hard or too easy on their own team and it's annoying you have the fans that are critical of everything and you have the fans that love everything and I just don't want a Lakers bloggers opinion on the Lakers I don't want a Sixers bloggers opinion on the Sixers like I want someone who's a little bit more level head and isn't so emotionally invested so I'm I'm with you in in one way in you know, in in that sense because most people can't you know compartmentalize enough like yeah, look and the thing of it is like you know, people listen to the show they're like well come on like you you speaking towards me you obviously are a Lakers homer but if I'm if you ask me my genuine opinion about the Lakers I'm gonna give it you know like I'll play it up and joke with you and you know you know say Alex Caruso is the greatest and all of that stuff but if you ask for my you know my true opinion I'll give it but the one thing I will say about having you know having somebody that's actually involved you know like locally I'm not talking about just you know a blogger that's you know just looking at the same things you know from his couch like you know like you or I I'm talking about somebody that's actually in the market you can get some you know you can get additional information that maybe a national guy can't get so I'm you know like I don't hate you know, uh, I don't hate people that are closer to the team. You know, you know, having access and 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 providing information, but I also do see what you mean in terms of because th- there are times where 
and I'm not going to point the finger at anybody in particular, but we all know certain reporters are in certain bags. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, this reporter, you know, they clearly get their information from the owner or this reporter clearly gets his information from, you know, you know, from the GM or, or, or whatnot. So I, I, you know, I'm not dismissing the idea altogether. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I, I do still have some love for the local guys. Yeah, me too. But it, it's in a different capacity. And that's the thing. Like the role of the beat writer is to provide insight to a team mm-hmm. that the average fan of the national guy couldn't get. Yes. So if I want to know what that locker room is actually like, if I want to know details, if I want to get to know a team or a player, I want I want the local guy. Um, you know, if, if I want the news the fastest, I want the national guy who's tapped in, whether he's compromised or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to disseminate the best from there. But you and I are in the business of discourse. You and I are in the business of X greater than Y. Is this BS? Is this not BS? You know, where does this play? Um, I don't want someone who's wearing, you know, golden purple on the timeline telling me, you know, how valuable Kyle Kuzma is. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I'm picking on the Lakers because you it's are. you. But uh-huh. because it's you, but I, it's, it's also for everyone. And I think about, like, Philly with Hinky is really bad. The Heat when they were good were really bad. You know, like, fans kind of take turns. Spots. So, like, years Warriors fans oh, are really yes. bad. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just honestly, like, as a general, like, rule of thumb, if you tell me there's someone who watches the same amount of NBA games as as a Warriors fan he wants two guys talking about the Warriors I want the guy that watches everybody you know I, yeah. I want I want his opinion I don't want you with all your emotional compromises now like it, it just gets out of hand and that's what you that's why you see 99% of the fights on NBA Twitter are because someone's feelings are hurt and feels like their player isn't getting their fair shake I would I would say it's all of them, man. Like really, go to the root of all of the all of the the actual like spirited debate and and and, and complaints or fights or whatever you, you want to call it. It's people getting in their feelings. One like it, I, that's all I ever see. No, no, my guy's better. The guy yeah. that you know the, the the guy that I arbitrarily decided you know was the greatest of all time. He's better than yours. You know that yeah, that's that's generally what it is. It but is for, for me. That's what makes it fun. But I I do I do understand the complaint. And to this point, like the buddy I was talking about with Luca earlier is uh, at Tyler Adams, um, A T O M S. He he was like in the past we've talked we've kind of joked about like Dallas fans ever hate Rick Carlisle. Like there's a really loud minority of Dallas fans who think Rick Carlisle sucks, and every time the Mavs, you know, lose a couple games, it's his fault. And every time you know someone posts the net rating of Porzingis and Luca not being great at the court, it's his fault. And it's like there are at least 28 other teams in the NBA who would kill themselves. To have Rick Carlisle, and just it's just stupid. It's because fans are too emotionally invested, and they can't, you know, see what's in front of them anymore. Josh, do you know what they were doing on sports radio during the Shaq and Kobe years, and then afterwards during the Kobe and Powell years? They were uh, complaining about Phil, saying he's an idiot. He's lost his fastball. He doesn't know what he's doing. People, people like I, I, so in that regard, I get it because people are totally irrational. This is like whether you consider him your greatest of all time or in that conversation, there were people that legitimately would argue and say like, "I know more about the rotation than Phil than Phil Jackson does." Yeah, people fair are idiots. Enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, did you just uh, like random came into my mind? Did you read Howard Beck's story this week on the Love? I, I yeah I, I I well I I got through the first half I didn't get through the second half uh, I I love oral histories man and and I mean shouts to Beck Beck's the best but yeah it's timely it's timely and I and I heard him on the podcast with Lowe talking about you know I I think Beck's like a, he's got a, he's got a soft spot in his heart for both Kobe and Shaq and being part of there too but talking about how that Blazers Probably. team he thinks was the best team that they played and uh, that the Lakers re- weren't really a super team and like I mean he got into some things that I'd like to nitpick but it was. It's a fun era of ball, and it's a team that, you know, both of us, you know, have different feelings about, but, you know, came up with. So, um, yeah, you definitely, I mean, we have definitely check feelings, out this story. We have different feelings, but we both know the deal. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, I think those teams are great. Uh, we'll leave it at that. I think those teams yeah, are great. It's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about that Blazers team being the best team the Lakers ever played either, but, you know. It was pretty damn good, man. Like, it, it I mean, really they were, okay. but. You, you know what? Here's, here's how I can explain it. I was scared of them as a fan. Like, and, and, and. As a fan of that team, there weren't too many teams that genuinely have me scared. The Blazers, especially, like, go back and, like, I'm, I'm glad you're right. It is timely. You know, it was, what, the 20-year anniversary. It's kind of crazy to me. I feel so wasp even saying that because I was a full-grown adult when it happened. Um, uh, it, 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 
the Blazers, while those Spurs teams, obviously they're in the conversation. Uh, let's see who else was who else was you know, obviously uh, the Kings. There's some shenanigans with the Kings that make it tough for me to say. I understand that, but, you, but that's you being you're particular about that, as opposed to just acknowledging that that Blazers team was actually great. They were they were a really good team. They were a really good team. I, I don't think those Lakers ever played a great team, to be honest. But they were a really good. Oh team. God, okay, that's another. Okay, we 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 won't bog it down with that one. But all right. But no. But like I, I mean, I said the same thing about the Jazz when we were talking about Last Stand. Mm-hmm. Or Last Dance, Last Stand. Yeah, I got I you. Know. But but you know what I mean? Like I like the, those places were a really good team. Those Kings were a really great, a really good team. I don't think the Lakers played a great team over on the three P. I don't. I don't think you, they played a team that's like all time top twenty in history. We're talking about them. Mm, okay. I, again, I, I disagree, but that's fine. Well, actually, if you're saying top twenty in history and you're limited to that, obviously you, you uh, covered yourself on the back end with the light years uh, Warriors played against LeBron. That's fine. <laughs> what? Okay. So hold on. Would you would you consider any of the teams that the Lakers played along the way or in the finals as good or better than any of the teams that Mike played on the way to you know to his? The 002 uh Lakers? Like the three peat Lakers? Yeah. Whew. That that that'd be fun. Like maybe we should come back we to can, this and do a little Santa. more yeah. little more research on it before I say it, but like so thinking about those Kings or those Blazers versus like what the Knicks Pacers? Mm-hmm. Do we count the magic that beat the the beat the Bulls? Reminder that the the magic beat the Bulls. If you want to, that's fine. Um, I think you know they're a really good team too. So you so you 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 would say that you would say that none of the teams that the Lakers played are are as good as those teams because I I, I, they, I think we're going to I think it's comparable. Yes, okay. I think it's comparable. I I think if like if we're doing the whole like who had to play the toughest teams for their titles, it's Le- LeBron's had a lot tougher competition than then Kobe and Jordan did that. Like if, if that's the talking point we're eventually walking up to, we, but but I, I think esta- we've already established. See this thing, I already established that. I said you covered yourself on the back end with the yeah. Way you- no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, like no, no, no shadow games, no mind games. But I'm saying I, I think that'd be fun if we if, if one day we took took a look at that. Um, All right. But I think the problem too with the Blazers team is like they weren't really like Pippen was past his prime. Sheed was still figuring it out. Like Bonzi and Jo were young. Um, I don't know if they like that team was kind of like they were a really good team, but they didn't have that dude. I'm not they, sure she she was there. You know? They they didn't, and the truth of the matter is, it's it's because kind of exactly what you said. They had an older they had the older guard, and then they had the younger guys. And they you know if if the younger guys had been a little bit older, the older guys have been a little bit younger. You know things could have gone a lot different. But yeah, that yeah, but but, but that plays in you know that plays into every every team's run to a to a, to a title so. Yeah, that's. Per- I mean, like you look at that that Blazers team. Sheed was the top scorer, sixteen a game. Yeah, and that was a balanced ass team. Like, the, yeah, the, the, and, and not that points are everything. Like Steve Smith, Scotty Pippen, Bonzi, Damon Stoudemire, Sabonis, they all averaged ten. You know, what I mean, like they were all contributors. But it's just like then you look at like they had Shaq and they had Kobe, and you're like, well, they yeah. need they needed to be perfect to win. So that's why I'm just like, I don't think they were a great team. They were a very very good team. They played a really great series. That is an all-time iconic moment, and that is our 10-minute sidetrack discussion on, on that article. Or just one last thing, or they yeah. just play two top 10 players of all time. Yeah. 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 I mean, two top 15, but whatever. Um, now, yeah, you, I mean, you had them at 11. Stop it. Yeah. No, I have them at 11. <laughs> you did. It, yeah, I know. I do have them at 11, but I just had to fire back after you fired top 10. I know. All right, but now I, now I gotta now I gotta lock my windows and check my doors at night because I said yeah, you COVID watch out though. Well, um, actually, now we we we're not coming up there though. <laughs> we we're not coming up there. It's warm, man. It's nice right now. Getting that sun, feeling like it's Cali up in here. It'll last like maybe three weeks, and we'll have snow again in July. But you know, when you say uh, wait, time out. You guys really get snow in July? No, nah, no. Nah, well, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just, I was gonna like you know start up a GoFundMe for you to get yeah. the hell out of there. All right. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's okay. not quite that bad. I'm playing it up. Um, okay, so I think we, you know, we talked about Durant. Let's let's talk about um, before we get to what we're watching this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA players. Apparently, there was a large phone call. Adrian Wojnarowski reported that there is a somewhat uh, sizable group of players who got on this call and are unsure whether they want to go participate in the bubble. Don't want to play. Um, it is assumed that if they didn't come participate, that they would just kind of forfeit the cash. Uh, I here's the thing. My 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 first thought is like, hey, if you want to quit and you don't want to get paid, that's your right. Like that's anybody in any any job. 
but it, it does remain crazy to me that like the bubble is starting to get this really like negative vibe or connotation when we are talking about like millionaires playing in like a pretty safe spot relative to the American working public with the best medical care and safety precautions probably in the country sleeping in Disney World resorts and hooping. Like it, it, it's kind of slid to like I'm, I'm feeling weird about the context in which we're discussing the quote unquote bubble. So when I look at it, I, I had the same reaction. I was like, okay, fine. If you don't want to participate, you know, you, you absolutely don't have to. And nobody, and honestly, nobody should say anything that you're negative to, you know, to, to you about it. But it also made me wonder how sizable is that is that group? Like, is sizable, you know, twenty five guys? Is sizable one hundred and twenty five? You know what I mean? Like, because those are different conversations. If you've got as many as one hundred and twenty five, like, say you got a hundred guys, say you got a quarter of the league, roughly yeah. a quarter of the league that don't want to do this. And you know, say a majority of that, you know, say a majority of that quarter are guys that are actually still left playing. Well, then we might actually have a problem. But if it's a matter of like, oh, okay, you know, maybe just a couple guys, and it's then, just you know, it's, it's just Dame Lillard. Like everyone else is totally good. It's just Dame, <laughs> or 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 a couple players that have you know uh, powerful agents. You know, yeah, something, maybe. something along those lines. Uh, so, but yeah, no, like I, like, I, I, I really am torn between because I cannot fault anybody that has any reservations about it. Uh, but I will state, I, I actually think if anybody leaves that bubble, they should. It shouldn't even be like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll check you out when you come back. I think it's if if you leave the bubble, you're, you know, you're out. It's ten days, I think. I read. If you Good. leave the bubble, you're up ten days. Good. Like don't like don't play around with that. Yeah, and I mean like. I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of a union guy, and like the solidarity thing. I think it's a. I think it is a bad look, mm-hmm. if a guy like Damian Lillard sits out, but his teammates go play. I think it's, it's, a, it's it's bad for both for both yeah. sides of it. Yeah, I think it's bad for the league. It's bad for the players. Like I, again, like I I I get that you might not want to live in a Disney World resort for three weeks because you are accustomed to one hell of a life, and your family might not be there. Your girl might not be there. You know, your spots aren't there. I get it. But at the same time, like, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball in a place, you know, families spend all year uh, saving up, you know, years saving up to go there for a weekend. So I, I just think there's, like, a tiny bit of perspective lacking when we're, we're talking about, like, are the accommodations going to be even? I don't know if I can do three weeks locked in a resort. Like, it, it, it seems like a little elitist in, in a few ways here yeah, it could be but you know rich people are accustomed to being treated like rich people and i'm yeah. not i'm not justifying it i'm just being matter of fact about it because that's the fact you know that's the fact like like i said like i don't have a problem with a guy if the if, if a guy wants to make a big stink of it and when i say i don't have a problem like it's fine you can if you do if you want to make a big stink you don't want to play you don't want to you know you don't want to get paid for it that's fine i you know it, it's all good it doesn't look great and the optics are bad but that's fine but like if, if it's a matter of like oh i, I you know like I don't know, I'm half in. I ha- I'd be honest with you. The longer this drags out, the more we start hearing about additional phone calls, the more you know, the more concerned that you know, the more serious concern I have. And and uh, and as recently as a week ago, I was like, okay, full steam ahead, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, two days ago, I was like, hey, 52, 52 sleeps. Mm-hmm. You know, um, actually, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. So by the, when you listen to this tomorrow, it'll be fifty sleeps. And I was feeling like, you know, it still weighs out, but we've got a date. It's happening. And I see that news today, and I'm like, again, like, what is that number? And you pointed out, like, if it turns out that that's Lillard and that's Booker and that's Kuzma and that's, you know, that's that's 20 guys of, of some, some note, we, we are going to have an issue. Yeah. Um, so... You know, it, it would be I would be massively disappointed if we didn't have this this summer. I mean, I would be massively, massively disappointed, and it sucks that we are now once again kind of like in limbo a little bit. Um, back to the Daddy Stern point, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it would, wouldn't be bad to see Adam Silver drop a hammer right now. Yeah, yeah, just like it, it's one of those where I wouldn't have been, you know, I would have been disappointed, but in a selfish way if they if we just never got anything right, but. Had they just said like, "Hey, look, we're gonna scrap this season, and you know, it is what it is," I, I could have adjusted to that. But once you told me, "Okay, guys, guess what? You know, start your engines. You know, you know, you know get things going again. We're coming back." If it, if if it's only you know, if, you know, only to have the rug, you know, like you know, you know, ripped out from beneath us afterwards, yeah, I would be. I don't normally use the word massively, but I would be massively upset as well. Yeah, it would be tough. It, it would be uh, it would be tough, and it's interesting too. Like, not that everyone listens to this show to hear about my personal life, but the uh, the minister of education reported today that they are deciding 
on August 1st, which is uh, is my birthday. Happens to say I share a birthday with Austin Rivers. We are same day buddies. Um, Sounds about right. Is when they're deciding in Alberta whether kids are going back to school full time in September or whether it's going to be like a hybrid thing, or whether it's going to be online. So it'd be nice to have like a nice decision, like have some MBA on the 31st, mm-hmm. have a nice decision on my birthday, you know, kind of run this little like high mood back uh, midsummer, but we'll see. What does it say that you share one with Austin and I share one with Nick Young? I was going to say you share one with Doc. That would have been too surreal. I thought that's where that was going. Yeah, first. I wish. I, I, I wish I could say that, but no. You, you share one with Nick Young, but not the exact same year, right? No, no, no. He's about four years younger than me. Yeah. He's not completely washed yet. Yeah, I think I think Swaggy, Swaggy versus Austin Rivers in game 21. I think Austin gets him. Yeah. I don't know. Man, Nick I'm not Young saying average. dogs him. I'm not saying dogs him, but I think he gets him. Nick Young really averaged 18 points a game on that team that nearly broke Kobe's heart. Eh? He really did, yeah. Wow, 18. Good for you, Nick. <laughs> and and, you, and if you had watched those games, you would have seen what it was. It was yeah. it was like, go ahead, Nick, go ahead. Swag yeah. it up. Swag yeah. it all Dr- up. Trig me. I, I did not watch many of the 2014 Laker games. Yeah, so you didn't miss much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, before we get to uh, what we watched this week and our Denzel Washington rankings, um, there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Uh, you know, I used BetOnline for the first time last last weekend uh, when I was watching some UFC, watching some fights. Um, did, not, did, did not cash out, but uh, I had some fun, you know. That's how it goes. You know what? You, you've just inspired me. I might have to, I might have to try it out. I yeah, might have to try that out. There, there is something like I, I find with uh, sports that I'm not as in like into like mm-hmm. I'm doing it for the social thing. I was, it was a bachelor party. We're watching the fights. Nice. Um, it added some flavor to have have some money on the table. Oh yeah. But but uh, what, like it, basketball, it's not as much because you don't really need it to be into the game. But yeah, but I, yeah. I, don't, I don't need action on, on, on basketball. But like say for instance, I don't you know it, it, I've made no secret about it. I grew up a you know, huge NFL fan. I just kind of fall not that I fell out of love. I just fell out of like watching as much. Uh, it kind of coincided when I you know started covering the league and you know just didn't have you know as much free time. I might consider doing that for the you know the, you know if and if and when they do come around. Yeah, and it's funny like fell out of love is exactly how I describe my experience with the NFL. Yep. Like I'm, I'm a lot more invested in like fantasy football and daily fantasy and and betting and 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 you know the camaraderie that comes with fantasy football and that group of friends than I am in the league for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so what are you watching this week? Uh, kept it pretty simple to be honest with you. Uh, because it was Uncle Zell, I went back and I watched one of my favorite movies. It didn't make the top five, so, or so I'm going to go ahead and mention it. Devil in a Blue Dress. Uh, it's based on the Walter Mosley. Um, a series of books. Easy Rollins is a uh, 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 ex, um, I think ex Marine, comes back from World War II. You know, uh, lives in the Los Angeles area, and he be, you know, basically his story of becoming a private detective. Right. Uh, so anybody that hasn't seen it, it's a, it's a great Denzel Washington movie film. It's got you know it's a really good cast. Uh, Terry Kinney's in it. Uh, Don Cheadle's in it. Uh, Jessica Biel. A bunch of people that when you see it, you're like, oh, that person. Okay, I got it. Uh, so it comes highly recommended. And the only other thing that I was really watching this week is I restarted Six Feet Under. I, I talked about it a couple times. I finally went ahead and did it. Anybody that's not familiar with it, it's a great HBO show from back in the day. I think it premiered back in like 02. Um, you know, it, it, it's been off the air for at least a, you know, a decade, you know, if not more. Uh, but a great cast. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not going to sell you on it, but I strongly recommend it. Yeah, you know what? It's funny you say Devil in a Blue Dress. And, it, you know, I'll share. Maybe I should just share this. Jabari's like, you know, you, you, one day we're, we're talking post-show or pre-show, and he's like, you need to watch more black movies. Like, man, 
Come on, I watch a lot of black movies. Like, I, w- I watch a lot of movies. Like, mm-hmm. don't tell me that. Like, I, w- I watch a ton of movies. <laughs> D- don't come at me like that. And then, like, a couple of the movies that we've talked about the last season. Oh, I've never seen this movie. Like, Devil in a Blue Dress. I literally googled it right now. Uh-huh. It's like this movie sounds. This movie sounds dope. Like, why haven't I heard about it? It like, is. Tom Sizemore's good. At, like, it's a really good movie. Like, I, granted, I was at an age where I was, you know, not quite flipping on a movie at this time. Yeah, but you wouldn't have been watching that. It was a '96. But, it, but I mean, it sounds dope. Yeah, it sounds sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was like, I stand corrected. It appears that there are a lot of movies that I still have not seen. <laughs> hey, this is what we're here for. You, you, you open my eyes to a lot of things. I'm here. To, I'm here to give you the black experience. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I did go back and watch the rest of Space Force. And again, like it, it kind of depended on my mood when I was watching the episode. Like if I was in a mood to be, to laugh and lighter mood, it, it kind of worked for me. And if I wasn't, then it didn't work. So it was okay. I, I mean, I give season two a go. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. It dug its way out of terrible, but yeah, it's you know still a letdown. Finished the Office rewatch. Nice. That finale in Office, man. When uh, when when Jim is like, I can't be your best mensch because I'm not older than you, and my you know, and like Dwight turns around and Michael's there, like, oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I gotta I gotta say, like Andy Bernard becomes such a heel the last couple of seasons. Like you just hate him for the longest <laughs> time. Like I I just hated what, that dude. What, what about him? I mean, because to be honest with you, like he kind of plays the same kid. That guy plays the same thing. Like no matter what. What about it? Was it just that it got Whoa. to be too much? No, he was kind of, like, lovable when he was, like, trying to win Aaron initially and, like, wanted to be the manager and, like, it was his, you know, time to shine and, mm-hmm. you know, like, it was very relatable in his best days were in school and now he's not sure who he was. Like, I, I got him, but then they just made him so so over, such an asshole over the top and, like, he was such a jerk to, like, Nelly and other people in the office and, like, I would have, like... They were all like, didn't want to snitch on him for being gone three months. I would have thrown that guy to the gutter so fast, man. Yeah, this guy's been like on a boat for three, well, so fast. You, but his, you would have McNulty'd him. I'm, I'm referencing the wire. You oh, gone behind one, his back, man. One hundred percent, one hundred, one hundred percent. He he's done. Um, but his his line that that finale about I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you've actually left them. Every time I hear that one too, I'm like, damn, that is like a. Hey, that's a bar. That is, man. You got you to take that one with you if you watch that show because it's, it's so spot on, right? Like he's at the office and all he does is miss Cornell and then he gets the job at Cornell and all he does is miss the office. And, like, mm-hmm. it's and real. That, that was a real moment, man. The, the finale of The Office is so great. And, and before this, like if you've been following along, I did the Friends rewatch. Mm-hmm. And the, fr- the Friends finale is so like lackluster. Well, I mean, that, you know, I, 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 the joke is there. I don't have to make it, but yeah, yeah that's not shocking. <laughs> but yeah, so like the office finale hit me. Uh, it's such a great conclusion to the show, despite the last two seasons being pretty eh. And then uh, I've been checking out Snowpiercer on Netflix. What um, is that again? Did you watch the movie? No. Okay, so so let me lay out the movie for you because the movie was kind of like an indie wet dream scenario. A few years ago, um, I want to I look it up. How, how long ago? I want to say five years. Um, Twenty thirteen. Wow. Okay, so it's been seven years. Yeah, seven but years. it's it's Boon Joon Ho, Bong Joon Ho. So okay. the same guy who did Par- Parasite, did Snow Snowpiercer. Okay. And like the world has like frozen over. It's like so cold you can't live in it. Um, and there's like this train, and so like as you go further back, the train like the class system shifts. It's okay. so like the poorer you are the further down the train you are. Okay. And you're basically like with, yeah, well, you know what? This is the sport. No, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it because you haven't seen this either. Yeah, okay, but, got it. But but, but, like, but you have ba- me already. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so like bad things happen the further down the train, right? So it's natural like the back of the train is planning a rebellion and there's like some good twists and turns. It's a pretty, like that movie, it left me pretty shook. Like I'd say in the last 10 years, there's maybe like three or four other films that left me that feeling that gross in my stomach. But uh they, they've, they've redone it um, for a TV show on Netflix with Jennifer Connelly um, okay. as the lead. And she is uh, the conductor of this train. And she kind of, like, keeps the order for the boss who doesn't really exist. She's kind of, like, pretending Jeez. to be him. Um, that's different from the, the – they've kind of adapted that from the, uh, the movie because it is different. And David Diggs is this uh, – guy from the back of the train where like he's dirt to them right they, they don't give a they don't give a shit mm-hmm. but they have a murder and before everything went to crap on the planet 
he was a detective in, I think, Detroit. Hmm. So they bring him up to kind of solve this, like, serial killer thing. Anyways, people who like the movie um, have been pretty down on the show, but I, I, I think it's been really good so far. Okay, I, I'd probably, I, I would start with the movie because the movie sounds really good. Uh, but, okay, I'll, after I check the movie out, I'll, I'll, I'll see what's up with the show. Yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend both if you haven't oh, seen both. Yeah. One thing, I, yeah, uh, your recommendation from last week, I started Queen of the South. That I forgot. I watched, oh, the, first did you? Ep- watched the first episode, and I'm in. It's going to take me a while because you know I watch a ton of things at once. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, it, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I just I, that, that one was weird. Like, I, I just I feel like nobody has, has talked about it at all, and I'm like, this is a very, like, Sons of Anarchy-ish vibe. So, did, it, did it originally come on USA? I'm not sure, man. I've always been. I've always watched it on Netflix. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, that's kind of like it, that's kind of like my that's my Better Call Saul dilemma and my Billions dilemma too. Is like I'm pretty much like full streaming now. Without like outside of my sports package, I don't have any cable. Mm. So a lot of these I wait till like the year after, right when they drop them. That makes it. I mean, like Better Call Saul. Like it. it I part of me feels like they could end it next season, but. They could really just man. It's such a such a good show. They could they could keep that one going if they really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a season behind now, right? I'm eight episode behind or something. But yes, um, but every every season I've watched, I'm like, I like this more than Breaking Bad. So I, I love Better Call Saul. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do Denzel. All right. So we switched it up. We went from directors last week. We did Spielberg, and we were both kind of like casually blown away by by just the amount of stuff he's been involved in and how many bangers he has. Um, but this time we kind of changed it up too. And like, let me know on the the form format. Like if you're one of the people who like every week has been interacting with us, filling out these forms, um, first of all, thank you. But uh, second of all, like, do you want, I, I don't know, even for you, Jabari, like do you like going through and rating them out of 100 first and then we kind of talk about them like that? Or is it easier when there's like, you know, Denzel's got 40 movies just to pick your top five and then run from there? Like, Personally, I, yeah. I like going through the ratings, um, and okay. it, it seems as though the listeners like it as well. You know, we we get a, we, yeah, they definitely jump on board with the um, with uh, you know giving the lists, uh, and, and thank you for that. Of course, it's you know the, for the show, it's at Dunks Discourse for Josh, of course, at Josh Everly, and I'm at Jabari Davis NBA. They seem to be you know they seem to be into it, but you know for those listeners out there, you know, feel free to reach out to us, let us know, give us that feedback. Yeah, man. I mean, like Jabari and I rate them anyway, but uh, I, I just like I think it's easier. It's faster definitely for the listeners just to rank their five but Mm -hmm. like i'm more interested in i I love going through the ratings everybody does so whatever works like let let, let me know advanced analytics of it i get it uh (laughs) yeah anything i can do to to add more analytics let's do that um so here's kind of what i was thinking because we 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 did top five so i'm gonna give you 30 seconds you kind of already spoiled this like this is how in sync we are i was gonna say we'll do Top five, honorable mention, but I'll give you 30 seconds right now. Pick a movie that's not in your top five, that's not your honorable mention that you want to riff on because you love the movie. Oh, man. that's I, I, Yeah, I did spoil it because I definitely would have used that. All right, fine. Let's go with Glory because I don't think it's going to make the listeners top five, but it's one of the finer movies. It's definitely one of the finer war movies. It's uh, if, if, For anybody that hasn't seen it, I think it came out way back in like 91. It was the first uh, film that Denzel was actually – that he actually won an Academy Award. He got I think he got the, the, the um, supporting acting uh, you know, Academy Award for that one. Uh, it's more. It's Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, young Denzel. You know Matthew Broderick. You know Carrie uh, Elways. Uh, yeah, like literally everyone from that time period. Um, and it's a reenactment of a you know a, a retelling of a of a you know true story uh, about a um all black uh, all black you know uh, 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 bat, you know. What battle group or battle? You know, the, 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 anybody that's in the military is going to be so disappointed in, in me, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> that, that, that was a slaughter. That it was. was it was a, a group, goddamn group of black soldiers. There we are, uh, led by you know, of course, uh, Matthew Broderick, and, and a lot of different things that come in, you know come into play with that. Uh, but it's a phenomenal movie. It is truly, 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 uh, you know, probably you know, easily one of the finer war movies that I've ever seen. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It did not make their list, so that's a good one. I know. Um, I'm gonna say Equalizer. Okay. Like I had kind of like four movies that I wanted to shout out beyond my honorable mention, but like I was uh, my cousin was making fun of me because he was like surprised you like Equalizer because 
he always jokes that I hate every movie, which is... I hope that's not the brand, but... uh, (laughs) It is. You know it is. But, but like, Equalizer was, like, surprise. Like, I went to the theater, saw this movie. I was like, eh, it's Denzel. It's an action movie. It'll be okay kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I had basically no expectations for it to be good. I thought it was awesome. Um, Like, it it wasn't... It it didn't feel like a big-budget movie. They didn't have any of the crazy, like, special effects, but the action, action sequences were fun. The story was, like, just dark and believable enough. And I like the like the thirty minute battle in the Home Depot where he's just mm-hmm. murking dudes and kills Dan Bilzerian pretty nicely. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I really liked Equalizer. I thought it was a ton of fun. Equalizer was fantastic, and it, this is how good it was. I, I, I be honest with you, I love Denzel, but because he's older, and I saw that it was an action movie, I didn't see it in the theater. I thought like, oh come on, man, like, 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 what, what is this old man gonna be doing? I watched the edited version and immediately was disappointed that I watched that first and then went and found it, you know, and streamed it back to back. That's how much I love that movie. It's not in my top five, but in terms of like an action movie, because it surprised me, because I probably because I had so such low expectations, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. I even liked part two and I acknowledge it's not a great movie. Yeah, part, part two. See, this is the problem. Like you have a, like a movie that like pleasantly surprises you. And then they do a sequel and you're excited because you really like the first one and it goes back to being just kind of like a crappy action movie. Two was what I expected out of one. Two. That like like what we got from that as well. I was like, yeah, come on, guy, come on. That's what I expected. Yeah, and they were like, he ki- they killed this friend. You're like, yeah, I okay, guess. I guess. You know. Yeah, all right. It's not um, Ke- it's not Keanu's dog, but you know, it's, it's just the same. All right. Yeah, don't 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 mess with the man's dog. <laughs> don't ever mess with the man's dog. Um, okay, so uh, so honorable mention for the listeners. Uh, well, I'll say like if the listeners got to riff off, their seventh place movie was John Q. Okay. Um, but their honorable mention is he got game. Interesting. Which is also my honorable mention. Oh, okay. Meaning you're like it's like number six. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, so it's it's six, it's six for both the listeners and I. Got it. Um, I gave he got game an eighty, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, he got game for me. Here's the thing. The movie's not that great. You go back and watch it, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. But it's just so iconic, man. And if you're a basketball fan, it's 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 just over-the-top memorable. And, like, I don't know. It, I, I watched that at like, at, like, 13 as a white kid in Calgary with a buddy I was on a basketball team with, and we both instantly just loved the hell out of this movie. Like, it... Yeah, sometimes it really is just a time and place when you when you catch something and and he got game like you said it's a classic it's an iconic film in you know, in what it was attempting to do to be you know, like, it, you know, Spike was very you go back and you watch it now it's like man Spike you were trying for some, for some stuff here but Denzel was phenomenal Ray you know Ray was Ray uh, the, yeah you know, the, you know the cast was good I can still enjoy that movie um, but I, I admit it's it's not it's not in my top ten either I watched it not too long ago like a year ago oh, no, I want to say. And I and I went back and I was like, he just doesn't land the plane on like, is this a movie about like uh, incarceration? Is this about family dynamics? Mm-hmm. Is this about how flawed the NCAA is? is and he just he you kind of got a taste of everything, but you didn't get enough of anything. It's kind of where where I left feeling in that one. Yeah, pretty much. And 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 again, like I said, I can watch it and thoroughly enjoy it. But agreed, like if if you if speaking generally, if you want if you want to criticize, it's definitely one that has some holes. Yeah, and and that's the thing too. Like an eighty is still pretty high. It's still a really oh, yeah. enjoyable movie. And like the Jesus Shuttlesworth is iconic. Like mm-hmm. it, and I don't throw iconic easily, right? Like not too many movies are iconic, but because of the fact that it touched, you know, multiple genres and it was a spike film, and I like I, I think it, that actually fits. So agreed. Yeah. Um, so, what was your honorable mention? Uh, I I had a bunch, man. <laughs> like, like you gotta pick one, man. You gotta pick you one. Gotta pick one. Damn. I already I already let, I already let you rip two. If I can only pick one, I'm gonna I'll I'll go with Man on Fire is my honorable mention. Oh wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it was it was tied at five with uh with well we'll get to it with another. Oh. Okay, so um just like the listeners have Man on Fire at five. Okay. So yeah. let go ahead. That makes Just sense. I mean, talk look, man, man of fire. Man of fire. You, 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 okay, so Denzel was a little bit younger. He would like. I'll be honest. I didn't see this one in the theater either because I'm a huge Denzel fan. I sometimes and and I think that you'll understand this. If I really like somebody, 
and, and I really, really, you know, you'll, you'll want them to do well. It worries me if they, if they, you know, if they take a step, you know, a step away from, you know, what they normally do. So for whatever the reason is, I was a little bit worried that that movie would suck. And again, I saw it on DVD first, and then you know, th- you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, love, love the dynamic with with Dakota Fanning. Love. I, I don't want to spoil it, even though that movie's been out long enough to where it's your fault if you haven't seen it. Uh, you know, the, 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 all the way through, all the way up to the end, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about it more in a sec because I have it higher. But okay. I really like, I really I love Man on Fire. Okay. Um, but yeah, the listeners had Man on Fire five. You had his honorable mention. My five is Training Day. Got it. Which is higher for the listeners? Is that higher for you? Uh, it's it's you're, it's right around there. Okay. So here's my thing with Training Day. Like I think this is the go-to performance that people think of for Denzel, and his character is like super over the top. And there is something about being the polarizing badass that just doesn't give a shit. That really like a lot of I think a lot of really good actors their most memorable character is playing that guy. Mm-hmm. So so I get it, and he he was great in that role, but Ethan Hawke being an idiot just just kills me a little bit. I'm just like, <laughs> how long are you going to go with this, man? Like, you're not going to call anybody else. You're not going to check this out. You're not going to, like, you're just going to keep rolling with this. Like, the whole movie, he's just, just, like, I guess he figures it out at the end. But, like, I just, every time I watch it, I'm just amazed by what a dipshit Ethan Hawke's character is. Well, I, I, I guess I looked at it as he was, you know, he, he approached that day with the mindset of he's got to impress this guy. He wants to be on his unit. You know what I mean? So, uh, yes, he definitely fell for a lot of stuff where it was like, "Yo, bro, what are you doing?" Like, why? <laughs> but I get it. You know, you're you know, not not necessarily a rookie, but you know, you're you're new to you're new to the unit. You're trying to you're trying to impress. You don't want to piss this guy off. He's wild as all can be. Uh, I, I can see how super the wild. Yeah, exactly. I can see how. The but that's the thing. Like, they should have made him either dumb or mm-hmm. like I don't know, like de- uh, struggling with morality. But they want you to believe that he's super smart. And 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 totally moral, which is why he's not down with it. Like, but he, he he never like balks at any of the things that get thrown at him throughout the movie. And I don't know, it it does bug me a bit. Like, it's a great movie still. It's a lot of fun. It's just, yeah, I don't I don't love it the same way I think most people love it. What um, what, what do you rate it? What did you rate it? I gave it eighty four. Okay, yeah. I mean to be honest with you, for you eighty four is huge. So yeah, like I mean, I, like it is it is the movie I think like it's the number two movie I think of for Denzel. So okay, I mean it's memorable. It is definitely memorable. Um, what was your number five? My number five is Philadelphia, and I I I selected not only is, is it a phenomenal movie and one of his better you know performances, also Tom Hanks at his best, also Antonio Banderas at his best, Jason Robards. I mean, the, it is it is an incredible movie. Uh, for if you haven't seen it, it's essentially um, a, 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 a really good young 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 bright lawyer working for a you know a powerful firm in Philad in you know in Philadelphia. Uh, it they you know it, this this is telling, but you you find this out right away. Uh, you know it, they find out that you know not only does he you know is he is he uh, homosexual. Uh, at a time when unfortunately you know folks were nowhere near as. Uh, um, Nowhere near as just with it in terms of you know being uh, things that are socially acceptable, uh, but they also find out that he has HIV. Uh, so they you know they basically just you know they, they make him an outcast. They make him a total outcast. And forgive me, my uh, neighbor uh, has a really really uh, loud car and he likes to start it up at you know random times. But anyhow, <laughs> um, uh, no no it 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 it's it's a great movie. It, I probably should have even had it higher because it's it's a quality quality film. But the trouble is, much like I struggled last week with breaking down you know. Uh, Limiting it to five or ten, Steven, you know, Steven Spielberg films. It was really difficult for me to do this with, you know, with Denzel. I am biased when it comes to Denzel and Leo. Well, the only thing is that I didn't have Philadelphia because I feel like it's a Tom Hanks movie. That really? was that was my my holdup on Philly, Philadelphia. They, they're. I mean, it, it, when's the last time you watched it? Because like it's it's a it, it's a definite back and forth between them. But you, it is. But like, it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Five years ago, six years ago, but I just, I just, I was like, it's not that it's not a good movie, and it was in my discussion. It was like it was in my like thought process here. It just I didn't put it in because I was like, oh, I kind of feel like when I think of Philadelphia, I think of Tom Hanks first. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why it's significant, and the listeners they they can probably figure this out from like how I talk about these films. It's because it's so meaningful, and specifically, 
because of the the, the subject matter uh, and you know, the, the different you know the different plot lines that they that they addressed in particular within the black community in you know especially at that time but it, it still exists if we're gonna be honest and if folks you know are offended by this you know hit me up on the timeline uh, but it, within our community at times uh, we are not as uh, accepting. And, you know, uh, you're very homophobic. And I really, really appreciated how honest Denzel was, you know, you know like in that. Um, he, like, if you go back and watch it, you might, you, you might, you know, pick up on a, on, a, on a couple things, you know, if you're particularly looking at Denzel. So that's why that, you know, that's why that role really stood out to me. And that's why, like, it's, you know, that movie, you know, made my list. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I, the listeners at five had Man on Fire. I had Training Day, and you had Philadelphia. So at number four, the listeners have American Gangster. Um, I have Inside Man, and what do you got? Training Day. Training. Okay, so yeah, you were really close. I mean, it, it, for all the reasons. I, I love the film. It's rewatchable, even though you know what's coming at the end. Uh, all, you know, all types of you know fun, you know fun lines, whether you consider them iconic or you know just you know meme worthy as all hell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tra- training training day. Like, even though it pissed me off that that was what he got his first, uh, you know, lead <laughs> lead Academy Award for, uh, I, I wouldn't even consider it a guilty pleasure. I still love that. I love the hell out of that movie. It is. It, it came just a tad too early to be like. I feel like that movie came out in two thousand ten, two thousand nine instead of two thousand one. It would be even more memed because that's a very memeable movie. Oh yeah, uh, like um, damn near the whole film. Yeah, I got American Gangster still coming. So the listeners have got American Gangster still coming. Do you have Inside Man still coming? I do not have Inside Man still coming, and I and I and I enjoy the movie. It's just very very flawed. Like I I, I lied. I watched that as well. I watched Inside Man this you know it, 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 over the last couple of days. It's fun. It's fun. Love Clive Owen. Like I you know I love a bank heist. You know the little twist is cute, but. There's a lot of stuff that's wrong with that movie, and and I love Ch- uh, uh, Chiwetel, uh, however you say his last name. Uh, his his, his four, yeah, Edgefort, yeah. Um, you know what? Like the cast is loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is the last good movie Clive Owen was actually in. Because Clive Owen just plays like the bad guy in really crappy movies now. Whatever came out later, this or Children of Men, I swear it was like Clive Owen's last good movie. But the twist in this, everyone loves the twist in this movie, and I feel like it almost made it worse. Like, it was like cheese-tastic with the ring at the end? Yeah, like, and, and I was like, this was a really good movie, and it, and it had the right amount of tension and, and some twists. But then I was like, oh, that kind of like, it, it was just a little cheesy. It was kind of like, um, not quite, what was that, Hunters on Amazon. It was not quite that bad, where you're like, what yeah. are we doing here? But it was it was a little bit like that, where you're just like, we didn't need it. We didn't need that let's, twist. It was already good. It was let's tie a pretty bow on it when the bow's yeah. not necessary. It was already a good, it was already a dope film. But yeah, this this was a this was a fun movie. Um, it, it it's it's a fun first watch too if you haven't seen it. So I won't say anything. But it's it's 06. Um, so I had Inside Man, did American Gangster, and you had Training Day. Um, we'll wait on American Gangster because I actually have American Gangster at oh Inside Man. I gave 82. What'd you give Training Day? Uh, 90. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> typical. Typical for us. Okay. So the listeners yeah. have Malcolm X at three. Okay. I have American Gangster, and you have. I have it still coming up, but I have the Hurricane at, at three. Yeah, you're not gonna like me. I I did not enjoy the Hurricane. So wait, you didn't enjoy the story. You didn't like. What about it? Didn't you enjoy? Because you're right. I'm not going to like that. <laughs> I just. It, it's not the Hurricane. It's boxing movies, man. Mm. Like I feel like what's the one that didn't Russell Crowe win for his what the was his Cinderella or, Man? Or, yeah, yeah, Cinderella Man. You're right. And then um, I love Christian Bale, Mark Wahlberg, the fighter, got a bunch of Oscar noms too. Like every time there's like a big name actor in a boxing movie, I always watch the boxing movie and I'm like, uh, what's what's the one with uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, Million Dollar? Yeah. Million Dollar Baby. And, and all of them are good. Hurricane was good. Cinderella Man was good. The Fighter was good. Million Dollar Baby was good. But I'm all just like, I'm just, one watch is enough and it never knocks me off my feet. So I don't consider this a boxing film. Yes, it's about a boxer. But that's not the that's not the basis. <laughs> that's not the main focus of this film. Like you get that in the first twenty minutes or so, but it's the it's the story of the struggle being falsely imprisoned and you know like like being strong initially and then you know you know going crazy and then you know feeling like he's going to give up and you you, you know I, if anybody hasn't seen the movie you know check it out I won't you know completely ruin it but I never as funny as it sounds I don't look at that as a boxing as a boxing film. 
Well, now I'm wondering if I'm confusing it with something because I don't remember anything about prison in this movie. Oh, the, I yes, remember Denzel should... fighting really early in the movie. Yeah, you should check it out because it's maybe a... I saw, maybe I saw this like. Well, what am I, what's the one that I'm thinking of then? It, um, it, it yeah, definitely check it out because it's, yeah. it, it's got a it's got a lot to it, like a lot, lot. Yeah, you're making it sound better than I remember because I categorized it as a boxing movie and I threw it with all those other ones, which are, you know, critically acclaimed movies. But I, after the fact, I was like, yeah. I'll put it to you like this: This should have been what he won his first uh, lead, you know, lead Academy Award for. So like, what did you give it? What did you give it? Oh, 92. 92? Yep. I gave American Gangster 84. Nice. Um, nice. Do you have Malcolm X coming? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll, let, I'll leave Malcolm X. Number two, the audience had, or listeners had, Remember the Titans. I had Man on Fire. You had... Remember the Titans. Say, hey, listeners. Remember the Titans. All right. Um, yeah, I got... T- <laughs> titans is still coming for me. Spoiler alert. Oh, okay. Um, you got it. it so I'll, quickly on Man on Fire... That movie bangs, man. Mm. Um, Man on Fire and Collateral feel like partner movies to me. Huh. With okay. with like the shifting mm-hmm. uh, circumstances and all the action, I, I love this movie. Like I, I thought Man on Fire was awesome. I thought the dynamic between him and Dakota Fanning and like this guy just like being equally committed to his job and equally like wanting to protect this innocent kid was fantastic. I thought the ending was like perfectly harsh given the context of the film uh really really liked man on fire yeah it's funny when as soon as you you compared those two i was like well hold on because i know michael mann if i'm not mistaken did collateral i thought you know maybe uh man did this one as well but no it was a uh, tony scott, tony scott if we're yeah. being honest they you know for a, a, at least for a large period of time they were putting out similar type you know you know type of at least visually similar you know similarly uh done movies yeah, I wonder how far apart those two came out because I always put them... Oh, they're both 2004, too. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Similar vibes. Um, but yeah, I really like Man of Fire. So remember the Titans for both you and the audience. Yeah, I mean, remember the Titans is... Look, I am normally... And you know, like... You know how you are with most things, most films? That's how I am when it comes to, like, Disney films. I'm always like, oh, come on, man. But <laughs> you know what? Remember the Titans is just fantastic. Like, it, yes, it's a feel-good story. Yes, it's based on a true story, but it, it's great from the cast, you know, you know uh, to, you know, the players, to the, the, the little daughter, you know, the assistant. Like, it, it, it's one of those feel-good movies that I don't, I don't afterwards feel like, you jackass, <laughs> like, you know, for, for feeling good about it. I allow myself to, so. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, so, uh, what'd you give it out of 100? 92. 92, okay. I gave Man on Fire 85. Remember the Titans is my number one. Nice. Which I also gave a ninety-two. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Remember the Titans. I I watched last week in anticipation for this, mm-hmm. and I've watched it a lot of times. I think it's probably my favorite sports movie too. Nice. It, it's up there. I think. Remember the Titans. It. This is like the weirdest take, but like the fact that America hasn't progressed, to the extent that obviously the majority of people would hope, mm-hmm. um, from a racial and social standpoint, almost makes it better. Yeah. Like. It's so timely still. Yes, and it's funny that you mentioned that because that's kind of like where you know, where I've been. I don't remember. I don't know what it was. I was watching something, and 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 I thought like, well, shit. That oh, okay. So I was having a conversation about um, uh, a time to kill. And oh yes. The fact yeah. that yeah, you know, it, it was so impactful. You know, when he gets to the end, he says, "Now imagine all of this. Now imagine she was whacked." And then I thought, that shit still hits. It's yeah, still, it's still, and that was from Sadly, it still pains, yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Same idea. Also, that's, an, that's a great movie, by the way. Um, oh, absolutely. But yeah, no, remember the Titans? I watched it the other night, and just like, it's a movie about the 1970s made 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's still relevant. Like, yeah, no, we're not integrating schools today, but like, most of it still plays. And like, I, I think, you know, a lot of the complaints about like, racial movies uh, falling into like, the white savior category that we've talked before. Mm-hmm. This is a really good example of a movie where there are good white people with bad white people and they don't give all the credit to the white person. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yost is a great coach and he's a good man and he's got to figure out, like, he's got to reconcile the fact that this town that he's been a part of, this community that he's been a part of, isn't totally... On the on the right side of this, and, and he, he's kind of he you know he sacrifices, and he's a, he's a key part of that movie. But that the heart and soul of that movie is is Coach Boone, and I and like 
there's so many moments in that movie where, you know, like, Yost's upset that his daughter was there, and he's like, well, maybe you got a taste of what my daughters mm-hmm. go through every day. Every day. And, you know, when Yost, you know, I think I think he's actually wrong from a football coaching perspective, <laughs> but when he's when he's going at Yost for, like, taking the, the black players aside and kind of being, like, the softer role after, after Boone's come down on them, he's like, you're not you're not saving them you're coddling them you know what i mean like <laughs> and then and then you got like you know you got young ryan gosling as this twig the liability on defense meme mm-hmm. and uh gary bertier and, and julia strong side left side like if you've ever played football it really hits from that angle it's just a great movie man let me ask this that movie or friday night lights the uh, remember the titans it's close for me man i'm not gonna lie to you i love friday night lights the same way it's real. I like. It, I like. They're, they're both. Night, they're both yeah. head and shoulders above Varsity Blues, but you know, so that's yeah. not even a conversation. But you're probably right. But man, Friday Night Lights bangs, man. But I, I, I hadn't seen Remember the Titans since I was probably like 15 or 16. Ah, and you, and, <clears> and, and I still loved it just as much last week. Like I, I still thought this was just a fantastic movie. Um, I believe it. And, and I don't know. It's just so powerful too. Like the scene where like Gary's mom, you know. When she hugs Julius for the first time, like mm-hmm. they actually are changing some minds, you know, just by like showing some respect in a in a public mutual capacity and actually change some people. And the girlfriend who who won't shake his hand and unfortunately takes her boyfriend getting railroaded and put in a wheelchair to change her mind. But like that is like a really good stark contrast of like what it will take for some people to change minds, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to be snarky, and, and, and I'll I'll stay on the positive. <laughs> I'll stay on the positive with it because I agree. It it is it 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 does it it toes the line with some of that stuff, but it does it right, and it and it and it and it, and it you know it doesn't go overboard like you mentioned. It doesn't give you the, you know the white savior you know complex. It doesn't give you that feeling at all. Um, it, it's it's really well done. So yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I mean, I, and all the scenes at camp where they're laughing and dancing and mm-hmm. teasing each other. It's, it's all great, man. Growing it's great together. Yeah. Um, they're the same damn people. Yeah. <laughs> Titans, I gave 92 was my number one. Titans, you gave 92 was your number two. The listeners had training day at number one. That's not, uh, that's not shocking. Yeah, not surprising. It seems like most of these go how I think they will, mm-hmm. at least at the top. Um, what was your number one? It's Malcolm X. It is, but, yeah. It's the most important movie um, I, I I make no you know secrets about it. You know I I you know growing up, I went to schools that definitely did not prepare me necessarily for the black experience. Didn't you know? Didn't you know, Let's just say the you know the, the black section of the, the black history section of the book was like one page, maybe two. Um, so I grew up thinking that Malcolm X was a bad guy. And thinking like and, and not having any true context of uh, or any understanding of what was going, you know, what was actually taking place in his life, and you know, unfortunately, I didn't ask my folks until it came to be about ninety three or whenever it was when the movie came out, and all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, time out. So it was like an eye opener, and then that led me to reading the auto- autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley, and then reading, you know, reading up more and more about him, and realizing like, okay, while yes. Like anybody, you know, there, there are some, there were some questionable and some problematic things. There were a hell of a lot of great things about it, and this is one of those films where you know how you know. Yes, it's acting, so you expect them to transform. Denzel transformed into that, like that. You know, that that was as well done, and it's one of it's as tight of a film as Spike has done. I think that's also why it stands out to me. So for you know, so for Denzel, you know, it, it while the hurricane is probably the best I've ever seen him do, uh, him playing Malcolm X is you know it, it was the most impactful. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so having read the the biography and watched it, like how so I, I remember watching the film and I remember thinking Denzel killed it. Mm-hmm. But I, I haven't read the biography and I'm not educated enough. Like how how on point was it? It, I mean, movie relative to his life. It's a film, so you know, so I, I, that, I, I, I state that initially. It's pretty damn close. It's pretty damn like he got the essence of it. Okay. You know, he, he even got his cadence. You know, like in 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 the you know, the, the way he walked, the way he spoke. The yeah yeah he he nailed it. Yeah, and I I mean like Canada and being ten years younger than you. Yeah. Like it's different, but I do like I wouldn't say that Malcolm X. I came up thinking Malcolm X was a bad guy, but I did come up thinking that like Malcolm X, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were like 
staunch opponents. Yes. And, and yes. I think because we they I, were pitted against one another. Yeah, and I I do feel like that's definitely the hand that you felt pushing pushing them as that rather than you know both both with similar goals in in different ways. Yeah. And yeah. it. it I, I try to, you know, for folks that are, you know, not at you know my age, like I grew up in the 80s, right? Um, time, when I say times were different, man, times were different. I was talking about this on the timeline even the other day uh, where because uh, somebody, you know, the, now folks are a lot more comfortable just like kind of sharing their experiences. And I'll be quick about this. But, I, you know, it, it, at that same time, I was go, I went to a school, again, uh, not very many people that looked like me, sounded like me, acted like me, anything like me, you know, went there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, out of a you know the entire school had like 800 people there um, they weren't dopey lakers fans all over the school uh yeah so anyway um <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had some lakers fans matter of fact our, our, we, you know, we, we were uh, purple and gold uh were our colors and i uh, participated in a uh in a city championship in those colors so you know hate, hate all you like no so uh we had a teacher at that time uh you know this is 92 93 ish 94 that myself and the uh, two other black kids that were in a particular class, I think it was like AP English or something like that, or history as a matter of fact, it was AP history. Um, and uh, he would, you know, he, he would, all, he thought it was the funniest thing in the world, but he would always come to us and say, "Can I get an answer from the black hole?" And he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And the you know other kids in the class would kiki kiki and snicker about it. And I just think like, damn, that like I'm not that old. Like I would expect the types of stuff that I experienced, you know, coming up. Uh, I would have, I would have expected to be in the fifties and sixties, but no, you know, it, it, so I guess I, I guess I, I'm circling around to say, not all that much has changed, man. <laughs> not all that much has changed. That does sound like a, that sounds like a scene in a movie, one hundred percent. Yeah. That, yeah, that sounds yeah. Librarian, that sounds like very much like a at the school used to say, get your cotton picking hands off of that. Like she would say, like it was like that type of stuff. Yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is one of the moments where there's no time for discourse, and I am. Nope, that's I'll, okay. <laughs> I, I am always uncomfortable when I can't dunk on you, and we have to just proceed. So there's not much uh, to dunk on that one, man. Nope, nope, can't, can't do it. Uh, can't, can't, shouldn't, won't. Uh, that's that's gonna wrap us for 19. Uh, we are gonna do comedies on Sunday, so you know whatever NBA news comes, uh, will come. We're gonna do top ten comedies. Is that what we're gonna do? Or yeah, let's do it. Ten, yeah. Did, we, did we decide on since two thousand, or are we just do them? You want to? Yeah, let's I do top ten since two thousand. That makes it. That'll, that'll play with the listeners. Okay, so top ten since two thousand. Um, Jabari will have to stretch his memory to even get there, but it's okay. We'll do it. Um, if you haven't, please like, rate, review, subscribe, shoot us messages on Twitter, uh, hit us up on the polls, call us idiots, do what you got to do. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, That's it. We'll see you on Monday.